0: Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to the Lockdown Guardians podcast. I want to thank you for making it your first listen today and every day, free and available on all podca- podcasting platforms, apps. Basically, if you're going there for podcasts, you will find this show. I want to remind you, download daily. That really helps our show. We've fallen out of the top 100. That is the quest. So I need all of you Guardians, Lockdown Guardians fans to just download daily. That's a simple thing you can do. Uh, I hate my own voice. Thank you all for listening. I don't know how you do it. Uh, cause to me, my voice is nails on a chalkboard. So, uh, you're all saints out there who are listening part of the lockdown team. But if there is a day that you can't listen, you can always pull what I do, which is put it on play, put the volume on low and put it to the side. You'll still be helping the show out immensely by doing that. Let's lead off and just dive into, you know, I haven't, I didn't bother. Normally I like pull up my little sheet that I'm going to do my timestamps on. So I have that next to me. I have my little, uh, document behind the scenes that I type out what each segment is as I try to get the time down. In an ideal world, each podcast would be 28 minutes. Uh, as you all know, that's not impossible for me, it feels like. But I just wanted to go right into these non-tender candidates. Uh, we'll talk a little CBA tomorrow because uh, after you know tomorrow at 11.59, uh, things are going to get uh, sparse <laughs> in terms of Information now that doesn't mean we're not going to have things on the show. It just means in terms of news, uh, later I'm spending a lot of time kind of going through news things like this tender deadline, like the forty man deadline, uh, with the work stoppage soon to occur. None of us knowing how long it will be. You know we'll still be fine. I have I still have many prospects to talk about. Uh, I don't know if we are going to get to the failed prospects. I promise we'll get back to that. I still have like ten guys to talk about in that series. I'll be doing those draft classes every week. I have fun with it. The response from you fans has been great. I'm going to do that. Uh, We'll do some positional reviews. I'm saving things specifically because I know the stoppage is around the corner. So if you're afraid that like, what's he going to talk about when (laughs) there's nothing really to talk about? Oh, there'll be plenty. Don't don't worry about that. I've intentionally been kind of shunting things that are a bit more evergreen, knowing uh, that there could be a fallow season around the corner. I'm being I'm being smart about this. But without any further ado here at the top of the show, let's talk about non-tender candidates. Let's just go in order of teams. Uh, I'm using the Score app, which has all of this here. Uh, I got very excited when I first opened theirs, and I didn't realize that like it was showing the tendered and non-tendered. I'm like, the Diamondbacks non-tendered Carson Kelly? The Indians should absolutely... And I was like, oh, no, no, he was tendered. Because then I was like, the non-tendered Jordan Luplow after just training for... Oh, no, no, he was tendered. Um, I'm very curious, former Indian Jordan Leplow uh, scheduled to get 1500000 million. We're going to do some old friend alerts, as there's a lot later on in the show today as well. But Arizona, Car- Arizona Cardinals, and that's football, Arizona Diamondbacks is baseball. They have maybe the most interesting non-tender candidate for me. We'll go through the list. I mean, the Braves have a really interesting one as well. Uh, some other players that I think people were hoping are hoping are expected, or potentially guys like Adam Duvall, Ramil Tapia, those guys, um, were not. We saw... Less players uh, than expected, I think, Uh, waived, you know, let go. Teams decided not to pay them. Diamondbacks waving Taylor Clark is interesting. He was not, you know, going to be a big money guy. And the reason it's intriguing for me is he's an Indians type of pitcher. Uh, He was a pretty high pick. I've always liked Taylor Clark. Now, back to his College of Charleston days. Uh, now I will say this, the Indians and I tend to agree on college pitchers. So if I liked him, they probably liked him. He was the, I believe the top pick of the third round in 2015. I think that's the year they had the first overall pick through his career, Taylor Clark, he is going to be 29. He is entering, uh, he's not even arbitration eligible till 2023. So he makes the minimum. So he's, you don't have to worry about money. Uh, last year in, 43 games zero starts, 43 total innings, 8.1 strikeouts per nine, 2.9 walk per nine. Uh, home run per nine was down to 0.8. Hit per nine was up to 10.8. Throughout his career, he has been a little home run prone, but as we've talked about, the Indians don't care. I mean, Shane Bieber is always going to have a home run rate over one. That's just putting the ball in the air. While the overall, the severity of the outcome is worse the amount of positive versus negative outcomes is much higher in favor of the pitcher when you put the ball in the air. You know ground balls find holes. balls in the air either go all the way out or they turn into outs more often than not. So that's not a negative. Uh, what Clark is is a guy who let's see he's six foot four 217. Uh, he is going to be does he turn he turns 28 in, or 29 in May and he doesn't walk guys. His walk rate, you know, throughout his minor league career, uh, was a 2.7. In his major league career, it's been a 3.4. In college, it was 1.9. He's never missed a ton of bats, but he is exactly the type of guy the Indians do well with. Like, if you listen to this show, I've talked about how many million times by now. uh, They're not great refiners, but they are great at finding that extra gear, ratcheting up, finding more. Taylor Clark needs that. If he could become a little bit better, I mean, there's a there's a, you know, a Quantrell type of ceiling here for him. Uh, Will the Indians take that gamble? I don't know. You know, at this point in time, I'd rather gamble on him than Logan S. Allen. Like they've already invested their time in Logan Allen, the elder. I don't know. You know, we we look at the MLB trade value site, they give him a trade value of zero. Now, again, that site's a little janky, whatever, but still, I, you know, I think it's worth looking at, you know, more data is always good for the most part. Uh, But, you know, he is what he is. Clark, the Indians haven't had a chance to work their magic. Arizona, do me this favor. Who's the last guy Arizona like draft developed and held on to? Like, do you give him credit for someone like Scherzer? And then how long ago is that? Do you give him some credit for Robbie Ray? How long ago was that? Uh, looking just at the Cardinals rotation, it's like they went out and traded for Zach Allen. They signed Madison and, uh Baumgardner. Caleb Smith was the Marte deal, right? And I don't even think he's still starting for them. Uh, Merrill Kelly, international free agent. Tyler Widner was internal. Luke Weaver was a trade. Uh, it's they're, they're not particularly. I mean, Alex Young was a very high pick, current Indian. So we know the Indians do monitor that system. Uh, I really like John Duplantier. It hasn't worked out for him. Part of that is health. But yeah, their pitching is just not really developed the way people hoped and expected for a lot of these guys. So I think that's another benefit. Like he he's not coming out of a great developmental shoot when it comes to pitching. Uh, he has been in a situation where he has maybe not gotten quite the level of coaching the Indians can offer. And he's the type of arm they do better with. So Taylor Clark, circle that name. I think he makes a lot, a lot of sense, uh, going down the Atlanta Braves, uh, Johan, um, Camargo. I mean, I feel like I've been getting people asking about him for years. He's just not that good. He's been up and down for a reason. Uh, Richard Rodriguez is fascinating though. Because when you talk about Richard Rodriguez, remember, they paid a decent price for him at this deadline. They didn't want to pay him $3.1 million uh, to, to play and for them. And that's not a ton for a reliever. You know, he was a 2 war reliever this year at age 31 in 26 innings with Atlanta. I mean, he did not miss any bats. The strikeout rate was the worst of his career at, at 3.1. But he doesn't walk anyone. He was more home run prone. And for his career, he has been a little bit more home run prone in general, but he doesn't get hit. He doesn't walk guys. Again, uh, you know, Indians, he would make a lot of sense. He talked about the issues in their bullpen. Uh, I don't know if 3.1 is what they're willing to pay. Maybe let him hit free agency and see if you can get him for even cheaper than that. But would Richard Rodriguez fit in the Indians' bullpen? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. If they claimed him, you get him for 22 and 23 you get two years of team control so that's another thing honestly though if i'm a a team at the bottom of the barrel i claim him. i try to do what the pirates did the pirates had him as their closer for a year and they got rocky devito and bryce wilson that's a pair of interesting arms at least like those are not insignificant players that they got uh so that was a little bit like okay interesting it kind of reminded me of the um is it A.J.? Br- nope. Why am I blanking on the Bradley? Archie Bradley, not A.J. Bradley situation with Cincinnati a year ago. So Baltimore kept everyone. Uh, Boston, Tim LaCastro. I don't think it's really worth spending time there. Chicago, every both Chicago teams, everyone. Cincinnati kept everyone. If you're Curious Cleveland Guardians kept everyone as well. Uh, I know there's been a lot of consternation about keeping Bradley Zimmer, and a lot of people are telling me he has no value. I am telling you I have talked to people. He has value. He has on Baseball Savant, and that is the data that people trust for defense when I am talking with with people who are kind of deep-divey types or who have connections with organizations, and his data is sparkling there in terms of defense. And center field is much like shortstop. I mean, Kevin Kiermaier is, is carved out a long career uh, as a defensive specialist in center field, and there are people who are like, you know, the Indians can't develop hitters. Like, that that's a view. Like, I've talked to some people who are like, you know, you put Bradley Zimmer in a different organization; they can maybe help shorten some things up, work on things. He's got he's got elite athletic tools. He has elite power potential, and he's already an elite defender in center field. Like we'll gamble on him. He is the type of guy we want to gamble on because the tools are there, and he's already has a you know a plus plus grade as a center fielder. And what he could do there could I mean, he's a potential. Some view him as a potential Gold Glove type center fielder. So he has trade value. The Indians held on to Bradley Zimmer because he has legitimate trade value. As much as people hate him, uh, the irrational hate there is fascinating to me. There are certain guys that uh, the fan base just really do not like, and Bradley Zimmer has become one of them. And, you know, we talked about throughout the season, he is a serviceable fourth outfielder because of the tools and the defense. Like, he's much better than Harold Ramirez for that same role. Uh, But people were still out there very mad about him still being on the roster is a backup. Like you can't debate that he has backup tools. And like I said, some think that there's still potential starter tools there. We're going to come back, talk about more of these waivers, uh, starting with the Detroit Tigers. Our first sponsor today is built I love built Bar. I'm going to be honest with all of you. I could read the ad reader. I could just tell you that, uh, on cyber Monday, I went and made two separate orders over at built I got the white chocolate cheesecake, and I got the caramel almond delight, which are both still available, by the way. I got to try the caramel almond delight, the ruby chocolate, and the lemon dip cheesecake. They sent me those as trials. And I liked, you know, you have to like nuts, but I liked the caramel almond delight, most of those three. And while the chocolate, the the those two other ones are sold out, you can still get the caramel almond. You can still get the coconut brownie. I also got a short order of that, as it were. Uh, there's uh, still the sale is going on 20% off products and you get two free crave bars with every order. So here's the trick. You go, you place an order and then you do another order because, uh, it's free shipping as well currently. So I made two separate orders so I could get four free crave bars. Cause that's how I operate. I'll let you know how the white chocolate cheesecake tastes. I've not had a chance to try that. The caramel almond delight is for lack of a better word, delightful. Go to builtbar.com. Remember to use that promo code locked 15, save you 15%. On your order. It's just a delicious treat that is, that also is really good for you. So it's a a healthy treat, the best of both worlds. BuiltBar.com, promo code locked15. So the Tigers had probably the most uh, telegraphed release, and that was Matthew Boyd. He was going to be owed $7.3 million. That's a situation. I mean, I can't, you can go back to probably my first year on the podcast where I'm like, trade Matt Boyd. You can go find it. I mean, I was going, and there were Tigers fans being like, you know, there's never been a situation like this. There's never been a player like this. There's never been, like, I I literally had someone tweet me that. Now, some were very reasonable, but there were a lot of people telling me I was a moron who didn't know about baseball and that, uh, you know, if you can't get essentially the top prospect in baseball for Matt Boyd, then you don't do it. Matt Boyd got expensive because of that early great half a season they got him into an all-star game. And then he was largely ineffective after that. He was decent last year before injury. Now he's hurt. He's not returned to halfway through the year. And Detroit ends up with nothing, which is, you know, what happened with, why am I blanking on the pitcher they got from the Mets, uh, who they did decide to keep? Michael Fulmer, you know, uh, not much to be got there. Like they done a really bad job of turning assets into future assets. It's That has been, oof, that's been ugly if you are a Tigers fan. Also, don't get the Tigers going out and uh, keeping, well, making that trade for Barnhart, and then uh, keeping Dustin Garneau at one point six million. But hey, to each their own. Houston kept everyone. Kansas City kept everyone. Los Angeles let Phil Gosselin go. Um, I can't help but think of our good podcast friend Aaron. Uh, You know, pour one out for your UVA player. You know, uh, I hope you appreciate the goodness, good natured joking uh, involved with that. We had had some Phil Goslin talks earlier this year. Uh, Bellinger stayed. He was rumored to possibly be out. Jesus Aguilar stayed. Marlins did DFA Lewis Brinson in room uh, in line for one point three. You can go. Well, you can't go back because my website no longer exists at twenty four seven. But when that deal fell apart for the Indians, uh, for Jonathan Lucroy. Uh, which was Yu Chen Chang, Sean uh, Armstrong, and gosh, I can't think who else was involved. Was that um, Mejia, right? Because that was that was when they're looking to get rid of him. Uh, I believe it, all three pieces for Lucroy. Uh, then Lucroy stunk it up down the stretch, and he refused to come to Cleveland. Uh, when Louis Brinson went the other way, I wrote a bit of a scathing piece on bruce uh on brinson monte harrison because they are exactly the type of guys that i don't love uh the all tools no minor league production uh you know that's ooh. you know and they good on milwaukee you know it ended up working out for them because they turned around and flipped all those assets for Roy. it was were the primary ones along with isan diaz and jordan yamamoto who I, I did like yamamoto for uh for yelich on that sweetheart deal and that uh, that worked out for them Marlin's being active. Uh, we'll talk about the window deal in segment three when we talk some old friend alerts. As we continue to go through the line, uh, Dan Vogelbach, non-tendered by Milwaukee. Now they kept Rowdy Tellez. I had not realized, you know, I, I'd kind of forgotten that they had gotten both of those guys and similar builds, similar types. There's no point in keeping both Vogelbach in line for two million. Teles got 1.94, so it probably came down to money. Uh, you know, you might be thinking, is he a candidate for the Indians? Yes, Dan uh, Vogelbach made an All-Star game in 2019 with Seattle. By the end of that year, he had kind of trailed off. He did hit 30 home runs. Uh, since then, it's not it's not gone terrible, but it hasn't gone particularly well. He's been right hovering around league average. And since he's a pretty awful defender, uh yeah, no, Dan, you know, as much as it's fun to have a guy that looks like you and me uh, out there, he is, uh, you know, not, that uh, doesn't make a, a ton of sense for the Indians. Twins let a few go. Daniel Colombe, who they hadn't had very long, and uh Juan Minia, neither guy stood out too much to me. Robert Gesselman with the Mets is kind of interesting. I always kind of liked him. He had... Uh, you know, he'd been a starter, he'd been a reliever and, you know, there were some points where I thought he was going to be like a mid rotation starter this past year. Uh, you know, in 17 games, 28 innings, 5.23 strikeouts per nine, 2.2 walks per nine. Uh, his, his numbers were not bad. Now his FIP is a 429, but that's again, not awful. Uh, ERA plus a 107. This is like his second best year since that rookie year where he really came up and looked good. There is some Indians feel with him with the low walk rates throughout his career, 3.2 over, what, 350 innings, strikeout rate of 7.2. Like he, he again, kind of fits some stuff. So you look at someone like him and, you know, if the Indians tried to bring him in uh, as a non-roster invitee, I don't know if they could do that, but it makes a lot of sense. Like if you feel like maybe you can get more out of him or there is more, he does fit the Indians type and approach uh, when it comes to pitchers but again taylor clark i'm a little more intrigued by uh, just because you get more years of control though they are very close in age uh that's you know should probably be something i point out chad cool with the pirates is a bit of a big name in regards to such things i mean a guy who's had 84 starts over the last few years uh command has really kind of imploded on him it was never great but the past two years it's been pretty bad uh he you know he, He's an interesting player. I don't know. Again, I don't think he's a fit for the Indians. I think someone might gamble on him. Uh, the the more interesting ones. Should we talk San Diego here? Uh, I've always liked Matt Strom. Like I talked about trades in the past, where I wanted to acquire Matt Strom. You know, Kansas City Royal went to the Padres, and Padres again are not good at development. Strom had some up and ups and downs throughout his career. I always thought he was more miscast when they used him as a starter. Uh, the strikeouts per nine in the last two years have gone down. He is going to be, he is 30, turned 30 in this November, but he's a lefty who has had a history of, of missing bats. There's some good stuff there. There were some health issues this past year. Uh, he's another one of those definite guys when I was looking at the list, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting guy. Uh, I, I would be curious to see someone's going to gamble there. Like there. There's enough with him to make you be like, okay, I, I think we can get more. And, and again, uh, the Phillies are, the Phillies, the Padres are kind of poop at uh, pitcher development. Like, there's just no other way around that. They're not good. Uh, Trey Wintergart, wing, uh, wing, wing, wingeter. Six foot seven, right-handed pitcher, 237 pounds. Uh, has not pitched in the big leagues since uh, 2019. Arm injuries have held him back a bit. You know, he he pitched three innings this year, didn't pitch at all in 2020. So why do we talk about him? Because in 2019, he had a, uh, an ERA of 5.65. And you're like, okay, so why are we talking about him? Because his FIP that year was 3.61. And his FIP the year before that was 4.27. Those are numbers that show a player who's good. Uh, the first year was with only 19 innings. The second year was with 51 innings. I think there's a potential reliever here. He missed a ton of bats, 12.7, 12.8. You're looking over 70 innings, a 12.7 strikeout per nine in the big leagues, a fifth of three, seven, eight, a walk per nine of five, a home run per nine of one. Uh, He is big and he's a, he's a horse. I mean, he's like a horse and he just missed bats at a high rate. I think he's going to be intriguing because of that. There's got to be a team who's going to gamble on him uh, and just let him get healthy, especially if you're not a good team and you have like, why not take a risk on a guy who can miss bats at a pretty elite rate? Uh, Auburn University, 17th round pick, nice uh, late round, fine for them. And Jose Castillo, the other player they let go, essentially three relievers. Castillo's another guy who couldn't stay healthy, but Back in 2018, when he was a 22-year-old in the big leagues, a 2.64 FIP, 2.8 walk per nine, 12.2 strikeouts per nine in 38 innings, so a decent amount for a reliever. Uh, really good data. It's just been health. So you got three interesting guys. He hasn't pitched since 2019 on any level, but that's three interesting relievers. And he's a six-foot-six lefty, so you're talking about a big lefty there. 252 pounds. Uh, very intriguing. Like all three of those Padres guys are extremely intriguing pitchers. So honestly, if the Indians took a gamble on any of those three arms from the Padres, I'd be fine with that as well. So the three Padres arms, uh, Rodriguez with the Braves, Clark with Tampa, really stand out, at least in terms of how I viewed it. The bats in general, not a lot were non-tendered, so there's just not a lot of options there. The market did not get deeper in terms of hitters or really starters for the most part. Uh, It was kind of a weak non-tender class in general. There were a few more names, but really none that jumped out at me uh, more throughout this grouping or listing. Like I said, those five would be the ones. I'd be fine with adding any of them. Uh, Specifically, you could move some of the the weight around on the roster. Like Logan Allen, to me, is the kind of obvious player who makes sense. I think they do really like Henches, so I don't think it'll be him. But yeah, just some things to keep in mind before uh, we're going to come back. Segment three, lots of old friend alerts. BetOnline has you covered all season more props, odds, lines than ever before as football season continues to the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, write your favorite Vegas casino games, including poker, I want to point out. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for 2021. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. So, I mentioned I was using the score app, and uh, <laughs> maybe I should learn my lesson. I realized after the fact there's a few more players I wanted to mention who they just decide not to mention in there. Uh, Richard Lovelady is an interesting let go. I, at one point in time, I had him rated as like a top five prospect in Kansas City system. He is hurt. He was finally showing signs of life uh, before he got cut uh today you know again he got cut due to injury joe palumbo was a former top prospect with the rangers an interesting lefty developmental type uh someone who i would definitely consider as like a you know invitee to camp brandon bailey with the reds is someone who also strikes me as a bit of an indians type of arm former indians draft pick mark payton was let go i've talked about him before Is uh, again, non non roster invitee to camp. He has hit in the minors. He's never got an ex- he's never hit in the big leagues. Nor has he really had an extended look. But uh, throughout his career, all he's done is hit. Uh, and then we have to talk about the curious case of Trevor McGill, who was let go by the Twins like literally hours after they put him on their forty man. I don't know if they have a deal in place to keep him or what they're doing. But they claimed him from the Mets and then cut him. Uh, I don't even know if it was like more than six hours later. So just want to talk about those situations. And then what a day for former Indians players. Uh, The last bit of news that broke around, uh, you know, very recently is timestamp on here is 938 CDT on MLB Trade Rumors. Cesar Hernandez going to the Nationals. uh, Definitely a place that likes to collect former Indians middle infielders. He gets $4 million. Uh, We don't have the deals on Clint Frazier going to the Cubs, that makes sense, as Carter Hawkins knows him from his time in Cleveland. Uh, so, I mean, again, that should be no surprise. And then additionally, I, I couldn't help but laugh, because they added Clint Frazier, and on that very same day, they signed Jan Gomes. Two years, $13 million. I love Jan. Jan is one of the nicest individuals I have ever met in life in general. Uh, when you are interviewing guys in the minors, especially those on rehab assignments, most don't want to give you the time of day they think it's a pain uh yawn would talk to you forever like he was just the nicest dude uh i wish him well uh and i will always tell you know the yawn story of him just being a, a, a really antithesis of what one expects uh in a good way but it also makes one wonder wilson contreras he is not long for the cubs and uh right now the cubs are collecting former indians so just some things to keep in mind Uh, With that team, that I believe also still has roster space on their forty-man roster. That's not all, though. We got three guys we talked about: with Frazier, with Gomes, with Cesar. Uh, Joey Wendell gets traded in a a deal that leaves me conflicted. Joey Wendell's been quite good; like he was a Gold Glove candidate this past year. But even like his OPS plus, I believe, was a one eleven. Tampa was up against it; they needed to clear a roster spot to officially add Corey Kluber. And, um, Brooks Raley, I think they had already added, but I mean, they're, they're a team that is up against it, Uh, um, even worse than the Indians and Joey Wendell is going to get traded. I assume he's going to take over third base. Brian Anderson, uh, might, he hasn't been healthy, but he's also spent time in the outfield. Makes sense for him to go there. The cost was Cameron Meisner. Now, Cameron Meisner, if you followed my draft content was someone at one point in time, I rated as a, like the 11th best player in his draft class. What caused him to have a precipitous drop in my rankings and everyone else's is, you know, he had a great sophomore year, his junior year, he came out on fire and then he got in the SEC and he cooled. And that is the opposite. Like it's much better if you are cold and then you blow up the SEC. It's not always a perfect thing because that's what Jude Fabian did. And we saw what happened to him, but Meisner and Fabian have a lot of uh, similarity in terms of athleticism, power potential. Meisner's a strong kid, six foot four, two eighteen. But you know he's a technically a first round pick with that thirty fifth overall selection. As a twenty three year old, he was playing most of this past year in high A, and he didn't dominate. Even though he was old for the level, seven forty four OPS, two forty four batting average, serious swing and miss issues. Um, his he wasn't a top ten prospect in the Marlins system, in my opinion, at this point in time. I don't know how you could consider him that. He's a player who was certainly hurt by the last 2020. Uh, you're hoping he'll rebound. He spent some time in AA. He did go out to the Arizona Fall League, uh, where we talk about everyone plays well. And he had an 885 OPS, and he crushed the ball, but he also had a 205 batting average. Now, he walked at a rate he has never walked at. Now, he he walks at a decent rate, but it's not, like, super, super high uh, in the minors, but, and he walked a lot. He had 20 walks, and 102 plate appearances. So while you had a 205 average, you did 373 on base. Uh, here's the thing about the Rays. The Rays never stop loving you once they love you. And he was connected to the Rays during that draft season. Uh, they will come back and get you later, like when they just got Drew Rasmussen. Uh, this is a guy they liked previously. They like athletic types. So I know to them, it is not uh, an undersell. But for me, it came in a little bit of a low price tag. For a, I know Wendell's only got two years of team control left but an elite defender at third base and an above average bat who could potentially play second or any other spot on the infield, maybe even a little bit of fill in at shortstop, but I wouldn't want him to play there regularly. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Remember again, download daily. That really helps rate and review all those things to help this show grow. Hit me up on Twitter at Jeff I want more of your thoughts, ideas, things you would like me to do for the show. Remember, it was a fan who recommended this failed prospect series that people are enjoying. Uh, I want to thank you again for making this your locked on first listen today and every day free and available on all podcasting platforms, apps, and the like, uh, lockdown brewers have a new host. I was tweeting about that today. Vinnie Rotino, who actually had a short stint with your Cleveland guardians, uh, as a utility infielder back in 2012. So I've already talked about him. We'll eventually have him on the show. So go check out lockdown brewers. Uh, if you have any interest in the brewers, because you got a former Indian host in that show. Thank you again for listening. And as we say now, go, go, Guardians, go.